0: Welcome along to today's podcast and just a few days after the prime minister unveiled his three-tier lockdown strategy two areas bordering Kent are moving into the high risk category the system is designed to try and prevent the spread of coronavirus by imposing tougher restrictions on areas where rates are rising sharply you might remember on monday we told you kent was in the medium risk group along with the rest of the south of the country that means the rule of 6 still applies indoors and outdoors at the 10 Curfew remains in place and face coverings have to be worn in places like shops. Well, now London and Essex have to move into the high risk group. That means different households won't be able to mix indoors. People are urged to reduce the amount they travel and try to avoid public transport. So what's the impact going to be on Kent then? Well, if you have friends or relatives in the capital, including Bexley and Bromley, you won't be able to visit their home. Although you can meet them outside as long as you don't break the rule of six. Same applies for Essex too. Now, Dartford borders London and is just over the river from Essex. So we've been speaking to Jeremy Kite, who's the leader of the council there. Here's what he had to say to Lucy for the Kent Online podcast.
2: It's easy to be negative about these things when they happen. I have to think we we have to look at the impact of them and what they're for. And they're designed to prevent the virus spreading. Uh, it's still obviously a very, very virulent thing and it can still have it, uh, dreadful impacts on people. So uh, rather than looking at it as something to be scared of, I, I'm actually reassured that we are now seeing those changes coming and those lockdowns coming locally, which will hopefully prevent the spread of it. And uh, for anyone on the borders, of course, it, you know, if the impact of, the, of, the, of today's news is that um, there is less uh, of, the, of the virus transmitted to Dartford, then I think we have to look at it as globally a good thing for, the, for everyone.
1: And you mentioned those
3: people living on the borders do do we know where the border actually is at the moment have you been told that
2: well the important thing to well first of all about the actual decision i think that's going to come later uh, and there, there's been some suggestion, I think, that uh, it may not just be the GLA area of London. I think there's some thought that it may well be uh, other areas that are traditionally connected to London. Dartford actually has never been like that. I think places like Bexley and Bromley always were. But of course, they're now in the GLA. But uh, uh, so I don't know. We haven't heard anything yet about Dartford uh, specifically. But on the question of borders, let me say uh, this virus doesn't respect borders. You know, and it doesn't it doesn't give a damn about our plans or our ambitions or our hopes. It doesn't care about Christmas parties. It doesn't care about going to football. It doesn't care about theaters or cinemas. Uh, it just transmits when people get close to each other. So uh, I think we, we're all fed up with these restrictions, but I do think we have to understand that these things are being done for the, for the good of all. There's gonna be places in, in, uh, on the border where on one side of the street, they might be able to do one thing and on one side of the street, they might be able to do the other. Uh, It plays into my narrative, really, which is, I think, for people who are in borderline areas like Dartford, uh, my encouragement would be to kind of adopt them voluntarily. Don't see them as an imposition. See them as part of the plan to stop COVID. And uh, so even if Dartford, uh, which actually has very low levels at the moment in terms of national uh, numbers, uh, even in Dartford, I think it's sensible for people to adopt as many of those Uh, voluntary restrictions as possible and to think very carefully before they have gatherings and go out and do things and start to mix with people environments that could spread it
3: and it must be difficult for people who have family across the border in greater london and in essex as well because now you're not going to be able to go to those people's houses or meet up in restaurants and pubs
2: you're 100 right it's going to be difficult for people who've got family connections but uh, this is i'm afraid part of the huge dilemma uh, that people in leadership have and people in, in medicine have. Uh, we, are, we either take steps to prevent this spreading or we don't. Uh, and I think what we've got to do is, as a community, we've got to reach out and support those people who are finding it difficult. And uh, there's all sorts of difficulty. When it first began, it was about food emergencies and people being very worried about how they were actually going to get through the day. Now, I think there's big issues over emotional and uh, mental health issues and issues over family connections. And I think as a a community and certainly as a community leadership, we've got to look at ways of helping people with that and supporting them uh, and, and letting them know that we care about them and we do understand the sacrifices that are being made.
0: Pam Bingham runs the ship pub in Dartford, which is right on the border with Crayford. Ish has been chatting to her.
1: We we're so near the borders that maybe the overspill were trying to come into our pubs down here, and whereas we've been i'm I'm such a small pub that i, I know I'll be quite restricted really um with you know because of my locals i mean um i've got, only got a small seating area and, and and the thing is you know it's it's very awkward because um, I have you know a lot of strangers come in. I won't be. You know, I'll be turning my own locals away, so it it is going to be a bit of a, a more of a problem. You know, if people do, um, it's all right. I do get customers coming from Crayford because they li- they've been my locals for a long time. But you know, you get strangers coming in, and they they're bound to come. But it's not that far away. It's only a a mile away from one well, less than a mile away from us, really so um, it could be very difficult.
0: In more coronavirus news today, more than 2,000 jobs are going at Marston's. The pub chain, which has around 13 branches in Kent, is blaming coronavirus restrictions, including curfews on hospitality venues and the forced closure in some areas of sites not serving food. It thinks the new rules undermine consumer confidence and create uncertainty. The company will also launch a further cost-cutting plan by the end of the year. More jobs, meantime, could be cut at P&O Ferries in Dover 620 people were made redundant over the summer as the company slimmed down its Dover to Calais operation from six ferries to four another 36 roles are at risk Kent Online News a woman in her 30s has died after the car she was driving overturned in Herne Bay. It happened on the A291 Canterbury Road near the roundabout at the junction with the Thanet Way at around half ten last night. A man's appealing in court after a teenager was stabbed in Dover. The 19-year-old victim remains in a London hospital after being attacked in Beaconsfield Road last Tuesday. The 20-year-old suspect has been charged with GBH. An elderly Broadstairs man who bombarded strangers with abusive phone calls like this has been warned he could be sent to prison. Did you miss me? Right, let me. T- I'll tell you why I'm calling. All right. I know you thought I was joking.
1: I told you I had photos of you, and I told you to be careful who you let take photos. And I've got half a dozen here. My point is, I'm looking at your photos now. All right. And I'm talking to you, right? Okay. So what do you think I'm doing?
0: Michael Bunce has admitted making the calls, but blames his action on medication he was taking for Parkinson's. A 75-year-old from Marshall Crescent was tracked down when he failed to withhold his number on one of the calls. He's been released on bail until the case is back in court in November. Portable toilets are going to be installed along the M20 and A20 for lorry drivers who might get stuck in long delays because of Brexit. The government's preparing for the worst case scenario, which could involve queues of up to 7,000 HGVs waiting to cross the channel when the transition period ends. Temporary showers will also be provided. Meantime, we're being asked to have our say on post-Brexit lorry park in Ashford even though the work started on it four months ago. The government wants residents to send their views about the 66-acre site next to junction 10A on the M20, which could hold up to 1,700 HGVs. A popular restaurant in Maidstone could be demolished to make way for a roundabout as a busy junction in a bid to ease congestion. The Taj Barming is close to the Fountain Lane junction with Tunbridge Road. It would need to be knocked down if plans to change the road layout are approved. The council says it needs to be done to cope with an increase in homes in the area. Thousands of children have been sitting the Kent test today to determine which ones can apply for a place at a grammar school. The exam has been put back a month to take into account the time missed in class because of the pandemic. It also means the results won't be out until late November. That's after school choices need to have been made. Education law expert Graham Jones from Whitehead Moncton in Maidstone says that is being taken into account.
2: Normally you put down four but this year you can put down six and that's taking into account the fact that the um, Kent test results don't come out until after the closing date for for, for lodging the schools of your choice. So make sure you do have a good look at all the schools that are available because you have a bigger band of choice to put down this year.
0: Arrangements are being made for any child who couldn't sit the test at school because they have coronavirus symptoms or are isolating. Those who live outside the county will do the test on Saturday. Folkestone Council are considering moving their offices to a huge new garden town or £3 million castle. Bosses are looking into relocating from the Civic Centre on Castle Hill Avenue to reduce their impact on the environment, as the pandemic has proved more work can be done from home. One option would be to build new offices at the proposed Otterpool Park development, and another is to move into Western Hanger Castle, which they already own. A Medway mum who said she had a nagging worry about the future of the planet has set up a business in a bid to reduce plastic waste. The Circle eco-refill hub in Raynham encourages consumers to get old bottles filled up again rather than throw away and buy new. Liz O'Hanlon has converted a shed and stocked up on products like washing up liquid
3: and soap that can be put into empty containers. The idea came from visiting them myself in other towns um, and doing my research to know that this is um, something that I felt was really important. But there was nothing nearby, so lockdown kind of spurred me on. Had, I gave that, had that bit more time to say, look, I'm going to give it a try. I think it's important, um, but I don't know whether other people do. So um, I thought we'd give it a go, and it went crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it answered um, literally overnight that there was a kind of market and there were, that you know, there are people in Raynham who are desperate for this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I first saw about it on Facebook, followed it straight away, and thought, oh, that's the sort of thing, you know. I, just, I think we all have those sorts of thoughts, don't we? Every time we throw away a plastic bottle or a bit of plastic wrapping. Tell us a bit about the setup that you've got here and the sorts of things that you offer then.
3: Well, because originally it was only ever going to be me and a few other kind of eco geeks trying to do our bit, originally it started where there was going to be a handful of us sharing a big barrel of hand soap, and we were just going to kind of pitching together and, and share it and actually off the back of the pilot um, it seemed to be that it wasn't kind of me and my little microcosm and my echo chamber there was actually huge amounts of people that were really desperate to do this kind of thing but it won't be here forever it will eventually become um, on the high street because of covid now isn't the time really to be looking at high street venues mm. necessarily that said I have got um, a couple of concessions one of which is started up and there's a few others that are set to go so nutmegs in the town for example which is a patisserie and cafe. They've got a micro filling station of the circle. So they've got our three bestsellers that they sell um, from their cafe. It seems like such a straightforward idea. You kind of think, why is it taken
0: until 2020 for this sort of thing to take off? I mean, I've certainly noticed a few more of these shops springing up in different towns across Kent. It seems to be a bit of a, a refill revolution that's going on at the moment.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. And I think um, I think historically being eco-friendly was seen as a luxury for the rich or the elite or the people with a lot of time on their hands or people who are a certain way of being educated. And that certainly isn't me. I'm just a normal mum. I'm very anxious about things. The the environment really does um, cause me concern, but I'm just a normal person. I'm not particularly educated in this area. I've just taken it upon myself to find out a little bit more. But I'm also really aware that it's going to put people off if actually you think you need to do everything perfectly and that the people who do everything right And there's the people who do everything wrong. And actually, we're not going to get anywhere until we start having millions of people making small changes. And that's only going to happen once they feel empowered and safe to be able to come to somewhere where they say, I don't do anything at the minute. And that's okay from our point of view. You know, the the little steps are, are really important and people who come and have these discussions and these conversations that's okay you know it's not it's for, for me the circle refill hub is only going to be successful by allowing a normal person to feel at ease asking questions and taking their first step on a on on the journey and I think that is the you know the Greta Thunbergs of of the world who are allowing people to feel like as a normal person you're not a politician you're not incredibly rich you're not a decision maker but you still got the power in your hands to make a change because you vote with your feet.
0: We're being encouraged to light and share an image of a candle later to mark the end of Baby Loss Awareness Week. The wave of light at 7pm is in memory of those who may have been stillborn or passed away shortly after birth. Some buildings in Kent, including Rochester Cathedral, will be lit blue and pink. And it's 33 years since the great storm in Kent. And on the website, we've got 100 photos from the day back in 1987. Don't forget to leave your memories in the comments section. that's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to iLiffmediasubs.co.uk.
2: News
1: you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.